Hey, I'm John. And I'm Becky. And this is the We Are For Good podcast. Nonprofits are faced with more challenges to accomplish their missions and the growing pressure to do more, raise more, and be more for the causes that improve our world. We're here to learn with you from some of the best in the industry, bringing the most innovative ideas, inspirational stories, all to create an impact uprising. So welcome to the good community. We're nonprofit professionals, philanthropists, world changers, and rabid fans who are striving to bring a little more goodness into the world. So let's get started. Welcome, welcome. It's Friday. And we got all three of us talking today. Must be something special. Pull up a chair, Julie. Get a little bit closer (laughs) over here. Well, hey, everyone. We've got something really exciting brewing, and we decided to kind of just create some space on our Friday episode where we could just kind of talk about it, celebrate, emote a little, and lift it up. Okay, so we're real excited because Monday marks a themed week on the We Are For Good podcast. And we've only done one of these so far, and that was Kindness Week back in November of 2020 in our first season. But we, you know, there's just a real organic way that this happens. And it's probably because we're a startup. We're not reading a playbook of how do you start a podcast. We are just allowing things to just move and happen as they do. And, you know, we have had close to 90 interviews at this point. And there was a moment in time in the studio, and I remember kind of just the audible reaction to some of these conversations we had. We just felt really called to put something together that puts a stake in the ground and celebrates women in this sector because there is some amazing and incredible things happening, and we want to be some of the storytellers of that. And so this is the beginning of Women of Impact Week. We just really felt like we were standing in this moment in time. It was like a very storied moment in time and and understanding the historical significance of what women have had to do to um, lift their voices, to lift their ideas. Um, and, and how that has culminated in our sector has been one of the most fascinating um, journeys that I've been on since we started interviewing people. And so we just believe that women demonstrate this remarkable promise to influence the nonprofit sector for good. And it's not just an ideal that we have. We are seeing stat after stat, story after story, you know, case studies that are proving that women can be the thing that could lift all boats. That they're going to, all the tide will lift us all because women are going to come at this with compassion, with incredible hustle and grit. And a lot of smartness and the clever and ingenuity that women can employ to get their ideas forward and the way that they infuse it into the things that matter the most to them are so inspiring. And really these stories and the topics really took on a life of their own. And we knew we didn't want to just play small and we wanted to really make this as big of an impact as possible and really lift the stories. And so we didn't want to go at it alone, which is never our MO around here. But we decided to partner up with one of our favorite companies, Virtuous. And if you may remember talking to their CEO and founder, Gabe Cooper, this season, um, we just aligned with them on values and how they look at the nonprofit sector and the aspect of generosity completely differently. And they want to help you see donors at every level as the most important donors in your world. And so they have this beautiful product that they built. So we just thought, what a great tie-in of 
allowing people to be seen, you know, that, that maybe aren't seen and what a, a unique way to kind of pair in what they do from a technology standpoint. So thanks Virtuous for coming along. I mean, it was just so natural. Why do we love them? Because their number one core value is team and family. Yep. And so with that as sort of an underpinning, you know, we're just really excited to highlight some of the phenomenal women leaders and clients that were within their role. And really, it's just really a love letter and an ode to the incredible impact that women can have. And we're just here to drive a hard stake in the ground, to lift up the good work. We want to continue the fight toward greater equality in all spaces of our sector. And this conversation is incredibly relevant. I have to tell you, when we were researching this, we found so much ammunition about why we need to be speaking to women differently, why we need to be creating space for them at our table, why we need to be giving a voice to them. And it's really about inclusion. And of course, you all know, we got mom's kitchen table up here. And who starts this all? Mom. She is setting the tone for every conversation that we have moving forward. So we want to dive into some stats because we want to rock your world because it rocked our world when we found some of these stats out. And thanks to our friends over at Donor Search, they've done a lot of research on women in philanthropy. So Nathan Chappelle, if you're out there, thank you for all the work that you and your team Hi, are Nathan. doing. Um, but one of the most shocking ones that I heard was women are responsible for 86% of household consumer purchasing decisions. They are not a niche market. They are the market. Wow. Boom. They are the market. 6% of purchasing consumer goods. They are making those decisions. Level of influence there is huge. How about this one? Women control $20 trillion, at least in the U.S. alone. And if you think about it, women are outliving men by six years. So think about the long-term effects of how many decisions around the transfer of wealth and the quest to charities that women are in control of. Like It's an incredible market and an incredible segment that we just obviously need to be paying attention to. I feel like I've heard that my whole development life is not to forget the woman who is frequently the decision maker in a lot of these philanthropic, especially at the major gift level. Um, okay. As women's income rises, they are more likely to give to charity than men and single women are more likely to give than single men and more likely to give higher dollar amounts as well, which is very interesting. So all of these, you know, we could keep going because the stats are insane. And I want to say this week, the lineup, we have got the coolest resource page coming together that we want to just equip you with stats and stories and people that can help you dive deeper into women and philanthropy making an impact. But here's an overarching thought is that women's philanthropic involvement does not mean to exclude men, but rather to include women. And so how is that informing every one of your strategies and your cultivation plans? It should absolutely be front and center in all of that. And I so we that. want to just re really elevate that part of the conversation to our fundraising friends that are listening. So for us, it always comes back to stories. And, and these are not just stats. These are things that are happening right now, modern day in our fundraising shops. And so I wanted to share just two quick examples that had happened to me where I felt like these um, philosophies just completely intersected with how I was working to secure funding for our organization. And one particular woman um, that, that was one of my donors, she was the kindest 
nicest, most warm individual. But yet when you started talking money with her, she would get down to brass tacks and that warmth would escape the room. I I loved it too, (laughs) because it was really about her protecting her legacy. Mm -hmm. And she wanted to know every detail about what we were doing. She had gone through our 990 with a fine-tuned comb and asked me every question in the book about it, which is why you should know what's on your 990. And I really valued that she did that because it was very off-putting to a lot of people in our organization, but I thought I would be the exact same way. That woman is fighting for her philanthropy and everybody should. And then the other one that I could think of was a woman who sat on our board Um, And she was very much an advisor to us. And we would go and sort of pitch some of these projects to her and she would give us her honest feedback about where it should be directed. And I remember going in and talking to her about a particular program that related to pet therapy. And as I'm talking through the strategy of how we want to unpack this, she cuts me off and says, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't want you to pitch that to anybody. And I'm thinking, oh man, I've really missed up. I'm not sure how pet therapy is offensive. She says, I want to fund that. Wow. I was not there to solicit her, to cultivate her. I was there for her expertise, but she was able, because that story connected with her heart mm. and her philanthropy and everything that mattered to her in life. Mm. And she was able to make that connection for me. Women know what they want. They know how to infuse their philanthropy in meaningful ways. And sometimes we just have to throw them mm-hmm. a bone. That was my pet therapy joke. Throw them a bone, <laughs> let them seize it, and let them make it their own and give a voice to what we should be doing to sort of manage that program and the gift. And it will set our philanthropy on fire. Okay. What I love about that story is that that woman was involved as a volunteer as an advisor, she was trusted. She was given the platform to share her expertise. And all of that was part of the cultivation process too. So when this opportunity came along, it was just like a, heck yeah, I'm in on this. And you weren't even planning to ask, but I just love that that speaks to how are we asking and inviting women to come into our missions in different ways, because there's so much more value to add than just asking for a gift, clearly. Absolutely. So we kind of wanted to pause for a second and celebrate the women who have been on our podcast and we're 90 something episodes in. It's been a lot of conversation. I would say the bulk, probably 75% of our guests have been women. They are experts in this field. They dominate the sector. And so I'm really curious, John, like tell me about a female podcast guest whose words and ethos have just really stayed with you. Okay. Clearly it's impossible to narrow it down. So pick I mean, your favorite child. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm bullying you to do it. I mean, there, I always resonate with the founder story. I think that it's, um, a special calling that's put on someone's heart that they just respond in a way that's just not passive, but it is all in. And that for me was the conversation with Shannon Keith. Um, she, you know, spent, had spent time in India and saw these women that were just broken by the sex trafficking industry and left hopeless, left without jobs and empowerment. And she just said, you know, I'm going to stand for something different and created this incredible for good company. That's a B Corp now Sudara that not only employs these women, but gives them a path to entrepreneurship, trains them, equips them and just gives so much hope. And I think that, um, her story just, gives me chills thinking about it because she defined it as, you know, we could have 
gone down this path to the left to take this hard road to go serve in the red light district of this, you know, small community in India, or we could just go back home. And they decided to take that path. And it's like, we got to celebrate people that choose the hard way, you know, because they see people that are hurting, that are marginalized and they step into it. So I love that story. It's very much the road less traveled. Every time I hear it it is so fantastic. And that is episode 42 for anybody who wants to go out and listen to it. Julie, what about you? I loved Hannah Brincher in episode 61. And I pulled a quote before this from her episode that I just love so much. And just for back context, Hannah Brincher founded um, More Love Letters, the organization. And she said in our interview with her, I think we think it isn't going to matter if it isn't a big deal. I now run a global movement that I was not expecting, and it is because of the thing that I assumed could not change the world. Listen to your nudges and follow through with them. You never know where it will lead you. So I think it's easy to see these women that are leading these massive global movements, and you think to yourself, well, there's no way I can make that happen. And her started from just writing love letters to people out of um, her wanting them to feel seen because she wanted to feel seen. Um, so I just loved getting to hear like the heart of her founder story and how she was serving her community that became a global movement, but whatever that nudges in your life, I just think women and a lot of the women we've talked to run with it and they've created insane global movements or even just ripple effects in their communities locally too. So inspiring. How about you B? You know, I thought a long time about this too. And I think the one that's sticking out for me is Melissa C. Potter. She was episode 17. Oh my gosh. I love (laughs) Melissa so So dearly. And she is not even in the same position now that she was before because she just has this little position now as the vice president of social impact at the company called Viacom CBS. I don't know if you've heard of it. They basically (laughs) run all the channels. But when she came and visited with us, she was working in Odyssey Films. And here you have someone who is such a go-getter. She sees Grandmaster Flash on an airplane, (laughs) goes up to him, pitches that she will work for him for free to get the public relations experience, and her world takes off. I mean, can you imagine having that level of grit and courage? Mm -hmm. And she gets placed in this film production company where they are telling incredibly true stories, documentaries about people. And she knows that people give to people. People like to hear stories about other people, true stories, and they figure out how to take that interest and turn it into action. And the most beautiful part of her story to me, because they have come into, um, they're trying to equalize racial justice. They are going into um, the problem with the prison systems. They've done a really incredible piece on um, Newtown. And I think the thing that just struck me so much is that she is chasing this passion and telling these incredible stories. And she meets this man from who she is telling the story. And he is running the New York City Marathon along in honor of his father who is in prison for life and they meet and she is falling in love with the story and unbeknownst to her falling in love with this man and they end up telling one of the most powerful documentary stories that i pray will lead to significant prison uh, reform and they're married now they have a beautiful little girl and she was able to take all of that passion chase it find her soulmate 
and do good in the process. Melissa, you are my hero. And now she's leading social and impact. And now she's leading social impact for Viacom CBS. And she's just the most fun, warm, amazing human ever. We oh, had the yeah. best time with her. <laughs> so episode 17, check that one out. Okay. I think we could go on all day with yeah, all the episodes ever. though. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. <laughs> Sorry. But, you know, just in closing, I mean, each of us are who we are today. And I challenge you sitting with you in your car or if you're listening in earbuds, Shout out to the powerful female mentors that have surrounded each of us. And it may not be a direct mentor to mentor relationship. Maybe it's somebody that you met on a podcast, or maybe it's somebody that helped you um, when you were in elementary school, but somebody that kind of pointed you on this path. Um, Just use this week because we're trying to really lean into this, this week of just being gratitude and saying thank you and lifting these stories that have really shaped who we are as people. And so I can't go without throwing out a few of my own. Sorry, not sorry. Um, I'm sitting across from one of them though. Oh, Becky, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> y'all have heard me say this, or I hope you have, cause I say it too much, but Becky hired me as her intern at the OSU foundation. She took a chance on me and, you know, I think it was much more than just taking a chance. It was like, we were partners in crime from the beginning, but you saw things in me that I didn't see in myself definitely did had zero confidence, definitely had zero ability to talk in front of a a group of professionals to save my life. You know, I was a barista, my gosh, (laughs) I could make your double shot espresso macchiato, whatever you want, but you gave me this opportunity. And here we are 15 years later because of that trust you put in me and the confidence you put in me. And that's the power of reaching out to the little guy, give him a hand and, you know, just really empower somebody along the way. So Becky's this perfect blend of professional, personal mentor. But I mean, I've been shaped by women my entire life growing up as a PK in the church. There was so many impactful, <laughs> yeah, impactful women that just surrounded our family and me personally that I just feel indebted to and my mom specifically. But now I'm surrounded by women in my own house, <laughs> you, <laughs> you know, um, huge shout out to my wife, Candace, that puts up with all of my drama, but gives me a lot of guts to say yes to things. And um, my little women that were growing upstairs, Viv and Violet and Eloise. Just almost cried, but <laughs> I will always, every time you say that, I will accept it with a grateful heart, tell you it was my absolute joy. And I feel like I got way more out of that partnership than you. And I continue to. So I, I just want to lift up all of these comments and just say, we need to lean into this. And together, we need to find these passionate advocates for our causes. They are in these in embodied in these women. It is to their core. They have a fire to chase justice and equality. They have the potential to be revolutionary and sector impacting. We just have to reach out and create a connection point with them. And so if you're going to give a shout out to your mentor, I want to give out a shout out to a couple of mine, and I'm not going to give any context for them, but I can tell you that they are business women. They are executive directors of nonprofits. One is my former youth minister. Um, another was a board member I met later on. Thank you, Annette Kesbers, Cheryl Colton, Dana McCrory, Beth Pochnick, Melinda Berry Fisher. You all are my heroes. You inspire me every day. Thank you for doing for me what John says I have done for him. Julie, what about you? Um, mom, Mimi, ladies, I grew up around in the church and, uh, my aunts, I'm just grateful to them for 
showing me how to serve the community and how to um, look outward away from yourself and see the person that needs your help. Um, I saw them embody that and I grew up um, with those values instilled in me. Mrs. Dak, my high school dance coach, if you're listening to this, um, I feel like she um, was like the first woman outside of my immediate family that I felt like um, really mentored me and taught me how to be a Um, super just like gracious and humble woman as I was growing up between 14 and 18 in high school. Um, And Mary Kate Tolan and Lindsay Penn, thank you for letting me be your intern and fall in love with the nonprofit sector. Who are the women in your life who have inspired you, who are pushing you to be the best version of yourself? Go out, thank them today, tune in next week. We promise we have poured so much into this week. We have poured so much into the research um, of getting you resources and getting you tools so you can dive further into this and you can be resourced to know who's talking about this. Who are the experts in this field? We've got an incredible webpage going up. Um, Am I allowed to tee it up? You bet. All right. Weareforgood.com backslash women. And all of those resources are listed there and you're going to find a whole lot more because we want it to be incredibly interactive and actionable for you. This is not just something we're here to say is great. We are fully invested in making this a part of the we are for good culture and women, we see you, we've got your back. So if you want to help us lift this story, do it, share it with a friend this week. We're going to be all over social media. Please help us amplify this message and get it in front of more and more people and share and honor the people that have impacted you in your life. Tag them. Let's do a little love fest. It'll be amazing. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to today's conversation. We're so excited to share these conversations with you next week, highlighting these amazing women. You probably hear it in our voices, but we love connecting you with the most innovative people to help you achieve more for your mission than ever before. We'd love for you to come join our good community. It's free, and you can think of it as the after party to each podcast episode. It's our own social network, and you can sign up today at weareforgood.com backslash hello. One more thing, if you loved what you heard today, would you mind leaving us a podcast rating and review? It means the world to us, and your support helps more people find our community. Thanks, friends. I'm our producer, Julie Comfer, and our theme song is Sunray by Remy Borsboom. Thanks for being here, everyone. Rabbit fans have always powered the We Are For Good podcast, but now Rabbit fans can get even more goodness and access by joining Good Friends. It's our listener support community for the We Are For Good podcast. Good Friends comes with perks, exclusive episodes with John and I, including The Good Brief our new monthly cliff notes of the greatest takeaways and lessons learned from that month and exclusive AMA episodes where we answer your burning questions and tap our community of experts. Join now or learn more at weareforgood.com backslash friends. We can't wait to see you inside. That's weareforgood.com slash friends.